Welcome to DLS Central. Uh, we just got finished with a wild wild card weekend, and um, it was it was pretty interesting to watch because other than the um, that insane Cowboys 49ers game, the the results were pretty lopsided, um, which I think for some it was to be expected. Um, well, I guess I'll factor in the. Uh, the the Bengals Raiders game too, um, but for for most it was to be expected because of the matchups. Um, I thought that uh, people thought the the Patriots Bills game might be a little closer than it was. That ended up turning into like a, a crazy blowout. Uh, that, but the it, it pretty much went according to formula, and I, I thought that who that I really did think that. Everybody who won was uh, supposed to win, other than the uh, the Cowboys. I felt like the Cowboys should have won that game, um, and that's the one we'll talk about first. Even though that wasn't the first uh, wild card matchup, but <clears throat> it was the craziest game that was probably the most noteworthy and talked about out of all the other games. Uh, but I mean, when you look at that matchup. It favored the Cowboys. The Cowboys had had played uh, better than the 49ers, um, and they had the Cowboys had weapons on both sides of the ball um, that should have been able to 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 do more against the 49ers. 49ers are a tough team. Um, they they really have strength, uh, you know, on defense, and they've got some offensive weapons, but. I didn't think that they that they had more than than the Cowboys had. and the Cowboys frankly had more expectations on them. Nobody really was expecting the Niners to it, it was a Super Bowl or bust for the 49ers. Um it, no matter what people tell you about the pressure that's put on Jimmy G, people weren't expecting him to to legitimately go to the Super Bowl. With that team, and then when you factor in their injuries uh, that they were suffering with, um, primarily with Jimmy G, he's, he wasn't hundred percent coming in um, with a hand injury, but um, and then he messed around and, <laughs> and, and got a shoulder and dinged up his shoulder um, after the game, you know, during the game. So it's just he he wasn't coming in a hundred percent, and yeah, they had some weapons, but. They were they were down a couple of guys, so the the thing was you would think hell the Cowboys should should win by at least ten here, um, and it's a playoff game and they they have a lot to prove. It's Super Bowl or bust. It's a lot of pressure on them. Um, there's a lot to live up to, but the Cowboys they just they came out flat and. That was what was surprising to me, and I think it wasn't so much that that the Niners dominated them as much as the Cowboys kept shooting themselves in the foot, and then the Niners would get a, get a field goal here. They they got a touchdown, and you know early in the in the game, but these after kicking all these field goals, next thing you know, they're just they're they're pushing away, and then. Dak has that that uh that mistake in the third quarter uh to to make it uh well to to really make it 23 uh to to like 7 and you're thinking oh this is over <laughs> but then they come warm back because Jimmy G does the one thing that you cannot do in a situation like this and throws a, a bad interception that gives the Cowboys life they come roaring back but it just but it just isn't enough, and they couldn't make the play when they needed to on offense or defense to to help themselves. Um, well, actually, I want I want to say defense because I think their defense actually played okay. Um, but the offense, they just they they couldn't get over the hump to get anything significant and uh, to to win this game. Because when they got to within six points, I'm thinking. Oh, they're about to win this thing. And they should have won it. 
Um, but they just couldn't do it. And then the ending, ugh, everybody's talking about the ending. Uh, but I guess if you're, if you're, I know from a football standpoint, if you're Dak, you're supposed to know that. I just think Dak forgot about it because you're trying. To, he was trying to hurry up, and I, I just think that during, because of the time and what and what needed to happen, he just he wasn't thinking about it. He forgot about it, and that's what happened. And they didn't have time to 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 spike the ball. I don't. I wouldn't blame that on uh, on the ref. I just think that he just forgot what to do in that situation, but. I also believe that a scramble like that, if you're gonna scramble like that, you wanna you wanna try to go out of bounds. But he scrambles in the middle of the field and then slides and it's like that keeps the clock going, especially if you don't have timeouts. So that really put them in a uh in a rough position. Or maybe you don't scramble and you know you have to throw it away if nobody's open or something like that, but to to have a a situation of a clock runoff uh at that moment that that's really what killed the game um because you're at you're really cutting it close to get everybody back to the line and set up uh within like a a 10 or 9 second time frame so it was it was not the best look for the Cowboys and of course when you look at Twitter and, and the Cowboy fans' reactions, oh, my goodness. I mean, it was funny. But then after it was funny, it was like, okay, y'all need to really, really chill out. Like, <laughs> there's no reason to be scaring your family and breaking your TVs just because of a football game. But from a fan perspective, it's when, you've invest- when you're emotionally invested in a team uh, like Cowboys fans are invested in the Cowboys, a reaction like that is going to is going to at least play in your head. But to act it out, I mean, it's like, come on, guys, get a grip. Um, but I mean, whenever I've seen the Browns lose, especially in excruciating fashion, it's made you want to. It's made you think about wanting to do it, but you don't do it <laughs> because after you break that TV. You gotta realize, man. I just, I just threw a couple thousand dollars in the toilet, and so that's that's now I gotta replace that. So it's like, come on, guys, come on, fans, don't do that. And how about let's not throw anything at anybody on the field. That's as fans, we gotta be better in terms of um, how we have our conduct in public places. Uh, you know, yeah, they lost, but. You still that's still not a reason to to um you know pollute the environment, throw things, uh get into fights, all that stuff. So got gotta be gotta be better composed. We want the players to be composed and not get penalties. We gotta be composed and, and uh and act civil, even in heartbreaking situations like that. Uh so Niners move on. They didn't to me they didn't win it, they survived it. Um, it's like it's not so much that the, the the 49ers won it rather than the Cowboys lost it. Um, they they blew it because the Niners the Niners pretty much gave the game to them. With that interception, they took back all the momentum and I mean they scored 10 points in the fourth quarter and so they and they were threatening to score more they it, I just think that they they couldn't execute. They couldn't take advantage of the advantage that they were given. <laughs> is one thing. It, it, it is something to be said about being given event, an advantage and not being able to take advantage of the advantage that you're being given. And they just couldn't do it. So to me, that that is more that the Cowboys lost it than the 49ers won it. And if I'm Green Bay, I'm feeling really great about this matchup uh, because the 49ers, they they barely got out of Dallas and then they uh, where it's hot, but then they got to go where it's super cold to Green Bay and play, I would say, the best team in the in the NFC um, and arguably the best team in the league. Well, can't say that 
because I feel like Chiefs are the best team in the league. But they're number two. So you got to play the number two best team in the league in the Green Bay Packers. And so you have no advantage. It's You don't have the environmental advantage. You're on the road. It's your your bang your quarterback's banged up. I know, and you're you're also missing another you know a couple other players. The Packers have have got a week off, so they're rested. I I think that this is going to, um, they're they're going to be taken as as Jim Ross would say they're going to be taken to the woodshed on this one. I I do not expect a close game. Uh, the Packers will win that game. Um, I know I haven't. I'm not supposed to give predictions yet, but you know what? I'm gonna give that one early. <laughs> it's because they, yeah, it's to me that that they have no chance against the Packers. I feel like the 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 Packers game is going to be like the Steelers and Chiefs game, <laughs> which I'm gonna get to in a minute. But before we talk about that one. Um, we're gonna come right back and uh, after this little after this brief word, and then talk about uh, the Raiders and Bengals game, which was actually pretty exciting, uh, which I thought it would be considering the offensive talent of both teams. Looking for a one-stop shop for music, movies, and television? Then look no further than Music Time. Music Time is a 24-7 live TV and streaming network. They are a platform uh, that also features live music concerts as well as a, a growing movie archive. The TV network features movies, reality TV shows, hip-hop, news, documentaries, and more. And so what you want to do is check them out because they're a revolutionary streaming service that really tries to reach out to the global media community. They're only going to get better. They're only going to keep growing. They're going to continue to increase content. So they've just started out. Their kickoff was the fall of this year. So join in, sign up, and be a part of one of the biggest growing platforms on the planet, Music Time. Want to sign up? Go to www.ppvmuzictyme. It's time for music. Hi, everybody. Damon here, and I'm happy to announce the release of my eighth book, Simon vs. Peter, moving from instability to stability. When Simon met Jesus, his life and his name changed. By calling him to be Peter, Jesus set a war over identity in motion on the inside of him that would play out all in the four Gospels. Jesus has done the same with us. This book is for anyone who wants keys to overcoming the instability in their life and becoming the stable person God called us to be. If you'd like to pick up a copy of this book, uh, you can find it on Amazon and you can also find it on my website, which is smithbooks77.square.site. Pick up great literature today. Okay, so Raiders Bengals. This game was pretty fun to watch. I was I was really looking forward to this matchup because uh, of both quarterbacks. You got Derek Carr going up against uh, Joe Burrow, and I knew it was going to be exciting, and it didn't disappoint. There was a time where uh, you know I thought the Raiders were were actually going to pull it out, um, but I mean the Bengals they just they they kept at it and for this to be their first playoff win since 1991 says a lot just about the journey that they've come across again I'm not a Bengals fan I'm a Browns fan because we're in the same state um but I'm happy for them in the sense that they actually finally got over a 
a hump that um that they just couldn't seem to get to get over and it hasn't it hasn't been that they haven't had good teams it's just for some reason when they get to the playoffs execution wise they just haven't been able to to follow through and look as good as they've looked in in the seasons uh, during the regular season rather than going into the playoffs cuz again I think a lot. What a lot of teams get into is, and I'm I'm an observer. Watch the games. I haven't played, uh, but just as an observer, it seems that the teams that that fail in the playoffs but have good regular seasons fail to make that mental switch from understanding that uh, the the playoffs might as well be treated like a like a, a different season. It's like you got to start all over. You, as much as you can say, "Oh yeah, we're you know we did this in the regular season," you have to forget about all that and have a new approach because teams are going to be playing harder in the playoffs because now the stakes are in front of you, um, and and you're you're really looking forward to that ch- to to advancing to the championship. And it's it's win or go home every time. So you. Now you really have to play your best football. So you you have to get over what happened in the regular season. Even even if you went sixteen and zero, you have to get that out of your mind so you can focus on executing the playoffs. Because just because you went sixteen on the regular season, all it takes is one loss for you to go home and and for that for that regular season record not to mean anything. Um, it's about winning. When it matters, it's about it's about continuing winning. is is about going for that title. So, for the Bengals, they made it and they beat the Raiders, but they they have to continue to have that switch. Like, hey, it's not is 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 everything or nothing going forward. And I don't give them a a huge chance to win the Super Bowl, but they're they're a dangerous team. I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to play them um, because. They can put up points in bunches. Jamar Chase is one of the scariest uh, wide receivers <laughs> in the league right now. And then Burrow, I mean, he can launch that thing. Um, and when you look at this at this matchup, I, I think that if they had not lost uh, one of their other receivers, uh, then Ruggs primarily um, we probably won't see him in the football uniform again. Maybe, maybe, but. Probably not. If they had rugs on the team, I feel like it actually would have changed things the other way because both teams play a similar brand of football. Um, but Burrow has Chase, and Chase is is such a scary weapon. Um, he's similar to a Debo Samuel, where he's just you can't count on him to do anything. And uh, Chase, I mean, the man had 116 yards receiving, nine receptions. I mean, he was he was a threat all game and you can open up your offense in so many ways when you have that type of receiver at your disposal it it allows you uh, the freedom to really be creative with your offense uh, in a way that you wouldn't be able to if you didn't have a guy like that and I think that that's something that certain teams have been hurt by um, and even though they're in the playoffs is going to be tough for them so moving up happy for the Bengals they they win they move ahead, um, and and so it's the Raiders. They for all for all intents and purposes, they actually had a great season considering that you lost your head coach, uh, you lost two players that actually uh, you know were of value to your organization. Um, just a lot of different a lot a lot of stuff going on with with the Raider Nation, uh, but for them to still make the playoffs. And be ten and seven, you gotta tip your hats off to that organization. Now uh, they just got rid of their GM, um, which which signals that they they really want to do some uh, some organizational overhaul. Uh, whenever you let go of your GM, you know there that means there's big changes coming. So it'll be interesting to see what the Raiders look like next year. And what they're going after from a draft standpoint um, in in April. So, to me, that's that's going to be interesting to to watch. Now, the Patriots got ran over 
by the Buffalo Bills. I mean, from from the word go. And you we going into this matchup, we actually thought it was going to favor New England because they have such history um, with playing in these type of conditions. It was, you know, single digits, it's cold, you can see everybody's breath. Um, and so it just it favored New England. But in this aspect of things, I mean Buffalo they they have the same a similar climate, but you we didn't expect this. I thought it was actually going to probably be like a um, like a game maybe in the teens or the twenties in terms of score, but the Bills put forty seven points on their head, and I I feel like they let up on the Patriots a little bit to allow them to score the touchdowns that they did score, but they had no answer for Josh Allen. The man <laughs> threw five touchdowns. Um, he just he he had his way uh with 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 New England but it's because he's he's a do he's a legitimate dual threat at running back and at um and as a quarterback and so it's like he can because of his ability his toughness his build he can run straight ahead and and extend plays and still t- and, and take a lick and keep on ticking. And that opens up your offense. And as a defense, you have to really be disciplined. It keeps you super honest. And for New England, with, with, with where they're at as a team, they're not the same caliber as when uh, they had Brady and other guys. So for them, with, with this type of onslaught by Buffalo, this is kind of like their Achilles heel. <laughs> um, and I feel like the they'd be in a similar position, say, if this was Baltimore, uh, because Lamar could do the same things that Josh Allen could do. Except I think Josh Allen is a little bit more durable. Um, Lamar gets hurt a little easy. Josh Allen, he he's pretty much their running game and their uh, <laughs> as well as the quarterback. So he just he can hurt them in a variety of ways. Um, he had a stellar game. We got to see how that plays out uh, when they face the next matchup. I think, believe they're going to play the Chiefs next. And so that's going to be the ultimate game. Bill's looking for a little revenge because uh, the Chiefs came out on top in previous uh, playoff meetings. Now, Mac Jones, you, you, I'm not, I'm not putting this on Mac Jones. I mean, because he, yeah, he's a rookie, you know, and everybody says, oh, he's a rookie, but it's not like he didn't contribute I mean he 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 threw the ball he had you know 24 for 38 completions he had two touchdowns he did through two interceptions but he was actually giving it his effort out there and and trying to make the best of a, of a rough situation but they just didn't have the horses and, and I think that's the the thing about the Patriots that's just the most telling they don't have the the horses to keep up with high-powered offenses and the Bills expose that and so if you're Belichick, you're probably gonna have to spend a lot of time on the offense because uh, they they need they need threats at the rock receiver uh, aspect, and I think they also um, probably need to shore up their their offensive line um, because that that didn't necessarily that didn't help matters uh, as it relates to their ability to move the ball. Now, and if you're Mac, Mac's got to probably get even more polishing as it relates to the quarterback position. So, uh, hopefully, he you know he's gonna put in some some major work in the off season. Really look at the film and see where he went wrong. He had a great first season, and so if you're the Patriots organization, you're encouraged about that. But now you got to keep that development up. And so if McDaniels is still there, uh, I definitely believe that they'll they'll continue to do that. Uh, but I would get them around those legendary, some legendary quarterbacks, get them in some of the rooms with them and, and really have them break down the good and bad of his mechanics and work on his situational, uh, his situational IQ. And so that, to me, that would actually work wonders for him. But it was a good first season for him. I, I, I'm not going to fall. He showed up to play. Uh, he did a lot better than Kyler Murray did. <laughs> i tell you that. Uh, but 
it just for them to lose forty seven to seventeen. I mean, they got annihilated. That was probably the biggest margin of of uh, defeat in all the playoffs. Um, especially probably the biggest margin of of, of victory for the Bills head to head against the Patriots. To I, this felt like years of of retribution um, being unleashed against the Patriots, and what a stage to do it on. Uh, got a patcher, you know, like give. You know, give props to the Buffalo Bills. And I feel like the Bills are one of those teams where they're due. Is everybody else has gotten a suit. We got KC's been able to get a Super Bowl ring. Um, it, it's, it's time for the Bills to um, to really make a surge to get that Lombardi trophy because it's eluded them. On so many occasions, when you look at the history of their franchise, they've had teams like this where you're you're balanced on both ends, especially in the 90s. That Buffalo Bills team with Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas and Bruce Smith. You had so many guys um, on that squad. They I, And when you look at it, they should have won at least one of those Super Bowls. But when they got to the big game, they couldn't deliver, and to me, this is another opportunity for them to to attempt to deliver a championship. I would I would love to see a a Bills uh, Packers or a Bills Green Bay uh, Super Bowl. It'd be a lot of fun, and um, I would I would hope the Bills would win it just because. I want them to finally win a ring after losing on so many heartbreaking occasions. I mean, I, my, my Cleveland Browns are a tortured franchise, but I feel like Buffalo is a tortured franchise as well uh, because they've got plenty of moments to lament as it relates to football lore. Now, Eagles, Bucks going towards the NFC, that was a really good, uh, good warm up for the Buccaneers. They, the Eagles had no chance. When I when I looked at this and uh and saw that they were up fourteen to nothing, I was like, Oh yeah, this is over. <laughs> well they're they're done. And and because the Eagles the Eagles are a feisty team. If they get up and they surprise you if they can keep up the onslaught and, and, and they're up, then they know how to to keep the to keep up the pressure. But when they're down they don't know how to how to dig themselves out of out of that kind of hole, especially the hole that they were in uh, in like going into halftime. I mean, they're they're down by seventeen, is seventeen to nothing. Then the Bucks come back and score four, two more touchdowns in the third quarter, uh, so it, to make it thirty one uh, to nothing. And it's like, yeah, the Eagles were able to kind of build up a little bit of momentum to make it interesting in the fourth, but the Bucks were going to win this game, and and they they had their way with Jalen Hurts. Uh, Hurts had a tough game. He tried his best out there, um, but it just that defense was on him, and, and that's the that that front set for for the Buccaneers had a day. And that it was, you, you could tell they had an intensity about them that they were locked in. And Tom was Tom. He he didn't make any mistakes. He was pretty accurate with the football. And they took care of business. Now, they, they had to play play things smart because, again, they're, they're missing. Antonio Brown's gone. He's not an option anymore. But then, you, you know, you're, you don't have Godwin. So, they have to be more creative, which is why they went to their, you know, their two tight end set with Gronk and Brait. And I think Brait's is 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 pretty solid for them. I, I like Brait in as an option. When they when when Brady does throw to him, he's pretty consistent, and he can get you. He can help you move the ball down the field. He's not going to do a whole lot. You don't want to put a Gronk size uh, amount of responsibility on him. But you can you can trust him to catch some balls in some tight spots, uh, and, and and you can be selective with how you use him. But I, I feel like he's a great uh, option in terms of receiving, and it it keeps the defense honest because you know they're keying in on Gronk. But if they're if Brady's throwing the break and Brady's catching these, 
now it really makes it tough to defend, and that's where time can really hurt you because he he knows where your weaknesses are. He's seen everything, <laughs> so he he knows how to attack any weakness, any any glimmer of of uncertainty uh, that you have on, from a defensive perspective. So that I think that's working out in um, in, in the Bucks' favor and. With their matchup coming up against the against the Rams, they're going to need all of their guys in top form, and uh, we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. But good win for the Bucks. I think it was a miracle that the Eagles got to this in the first place. But they just they 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 had a surge in the second half of the season that really helped them, and uh, they they surprised some teams and, and got some wins. And so the Eagles earned their spot to be in the playoffs. But with that being said, you you really couldn't take them seriously as a contender uh, just with, as it relates to all the other teams uh, that they would have had to face. They were uh, the, the least talented of all those teams. And so the uh, Steelers and the Chiefs, that was another one where it was just obvious that the Steelers didn't really have a chance and we tried to give them a chance like listening to the uh to the the analysis of everybody oh you know you can't count there's the Steelers they they find a way and and you give them a little bit of credit because they have a history of of hanging in and, and, and surprising you with wins but in this case we knew that the Steelers had no answer for a Chiefs offensive attack. And, and and the only hope that you would have is that the Chiefs would would, would mess themselves up with mistakes uh and penalties. And that that's how teams have been hang have been able to hang in. But the way the Chiefs were operating as it relates to to being able to um to execute they they really had no chance. I mean, they had to deal with some some early miscues, and Mahomes um, had an early pick uh, because of like just the hustle of the uh, the Chiefs. But after that defensive touchdown that the Steelers got in the second quarter, the Chiefs said okay <laughs> and dropped twenty one on their head in the second. Steelers scored one touchdown in the third, and they dropped 14. And then both teams scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter. But it's the the Chiefs just really opened up the floodgates on them after that defensive touchdown. And you, you got to give hats off to T.J. Watt, but uh, Mahomes just had his way with them. The man threw for five TDs, 400 yard, 404 yards passing only missed nine nine balls. You know, that's I mean that that's why Mahomes was so awesome. But I mean all of the key guys got touchdowns in. Kelsey threw for one. It just they they had their way uh with the Steelers. You hate to see Ben go out like that, uh, because he's definitely surefire uh, Hall of Famer, two time Super Bowl champion. Uh but I mean it's just a tough matchup. That that's asking too much for uh, even uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger. So good win for the Chiefs, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how they play against the Bills because, to me, that's going to be a test. And it could be that whoever wins between the Bills and the Chiefs is going to the Super Bowl. I, that To me, that's my prediction on in that regard. Um, now, Cardinals-Rams, that was the last uh, wild card matchup. Rams. Took care of business against the Cardinals, and as they should have, because when you look at them on paper, the Rams have the better team, and I feel like they always had the better team. It's like when even when the uh, when the Cardinals were were undefeated for a time, you're just wondering how they did it. Um, but then you know, guys, you lose some key guys like DeAndre Hopkins, and you find that they did they didn't really have a a plan B uh, for that particular situation. They didn't really have any depth as it relates to their game plan. And if you don't have that kind of uh, adjustment uh, strategy, 
we see the decline uh, that start to happen, and and they they lose, uh, they lost a lot more later in the season. And so when you look at how they came into the playoffs, it feels like they kind of limped in. It's like you knew they were going to make it, but they they were not the same team that jumped out to um, to uh, a lot of wins as they did early. So with the Rams, they took care of business. OBJ. Uh, had a blast, and it's good to see OBJ uh, playing for a contender. Um, I'm a Browns fan, love my Browns, but they just it, it wasn't going to work with with Cleveland be because I just felt like the the scheme wasn't tailored to him. And regardless of you know the issue between him and Baker, or if there was an issue or coaching or what have you, it just didn't work out. And so. But this is the perfect setup for him. And uh, Stafford, he came through. It was about time he won a playoff game because he's had his shots at the playoffs with the Lions when they had Calvin Johnson, I think, and and Dominican Sue. Uh, But it just didn't work out for the Lions because I felt like their coaching failed them. And as the players, they couldn't execute in those when when you really need a touchdown, they just couldn't get the job done. So, hats off to Matthew Stafford. Glad he got a playoff win. Now he's got to do it again against Tom Brady. Can he do it? I'd say yes. But you have to you you have to look past his history to be to to have confidence in his ability to win a, a game of that Madden too, because it's going to be a huge game for him. If he can beat uh, Tom Brady in the books, then now you can, I, I feel like his legitimacy will not be a question anymore, but he's got to do it. I, I think if the defense wins the game and he has a bad, a bad divisional round, but they found a way to win because defensively they were just better then the questions will still linger. Definitely, if they lose, uh, then you know he's gonna be taken to the the proverbial woodshed, if you will. But if he manages to win and he is leading the team and he's putting up good and he's putting up great numbers, then that'll silence any uh, doubt as it relates to okay, you know what he was just in the wrong system. This system fits him. He's a he is a good quarterback, and he can be he and he is a a uh, a threat, and so that's gonna be the big time uh, like matchup, and it's gonna say a lot about Matthew Stafford and and his development. But he's got to show up. It's on him. He he did a great job out playing the Cardinals, but next week. It's Tampa. What you gonna do? Be right back. Hey everybody, Damon here. I've written many books, and one is a children's book called Watch Your Temper. We all get angry when things don't go our way, but how we handle it is what really matters. When Brandon and Trick get into a squabble, the dad teaches them an important lesson about what happens when anger goes unchecked. If you want to read this book to your kids, if you want to acquire this book, go to smithbooks77.square.site, pick it up, read it to your little ones, teach them about how to handle anger the right way and not the wrong way. All right, the division round. The divisional round is coming up uh, this upcoming weekend, Saturday and Sunday. It's going to be exciting to see. I like all these matchups. And, again, it, it's going to be a game changer uh, for uh, in a lot of situations with the landscape of the NFL going forward. So, uh, a lot on the line. <laughs> As it relates to these matchups. So the uh, first one on Saturday in the afternoon at 430. Going to be Bengals Titans. And 
is going to be in Tennessee, Cincinnati. They're going to have a battle on their hands. Tennessee is is a well-balanced squad, and it it looks like that uh, Derrick Henry is coming back. And so if Henry is coming back, then the Bengals are going to have to shore up that defense because they're they're – they're going to be in for some punishment, especially if he's back in king form. So it's like with the foot injury that he had, that was that's a tough injury to to battle back from. I think what helped him is that it, it happened early in the season, uh, and then with the long with the uh, the longer season this year. Uh, it actually gave him probably an additional week of recovery uh, that he probably wouldn't have had uh, had there been a uh, like had had the season been like it used to be, as well as the fact that they they um, got a buy. And so because they fought for that buy and they got it, they edged out the Chiefs that gave him even more rest. So we should see uh, Derrick Henry back in the fold and then. This is to me also why you get Julio Jones uh, for situations like this. Um, I think that we're going to see a lot of Julio in in this uh, round of the playoffs. Uh, and you need to establish that to keep the defense of the Bengals honest. And, um, and so I'm expecting uh, Tannehill to air it out. Uh, with uh, the with with Julio and really put some pressure on uh, on uh, the Bengals, but Burrow's going to come with Jamar Chase, and I feel like they have a on offensive on the offensive end of things, they have an equalizer, and so because they have an equalizer, um, you know, there it is going to be a back and forth affair, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So. That that's uh, if I'm picking a team, I want to go Tennessee because I just feel like they're slightly better. But this game could go either way. But I'm gonna go Titans on this one. 49ers at the Packers. Again, I in my recap, I, I express my feelings about this matchup. I give the 49ers a lot of credit. I, I think they're a good team, but. I don't think that the that uh, they'll they'll have a, a chance against Green Bay because again they they don't have any advantages in this game. I mean they're playing they're going to Lambeau, the frozen tundra in January, <laughs> low temperatures. You got Aaron Rodgers probably having one of his best seasons, uh, you know, in the NFL. And their team is, is is a threat again, you know, receiving wise. Uh, they're going to stretch the field. They're going to put some some pressure on the defense. And I just I don't think it bodes well uh, for the Niners. Uh, it's going to be prime time on Saturday. Packers are favored. I think they should be favored. And um, if the Niners win this game, I will be the most surprised guy. <laughs> watching the game and it's also something too where not just that they have the environmental uh disadvantage and they're going against uh the 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 second best team in the league but jimmy g's not 100 percent. he's hurt it, it was at first it was just i believe his finger or thumb um but now it, there's talk of a shoulder issue they're saying he's gonna be okay but i mean that just means that, okay he's he's committed to pushing and playing through it but he's not going to be hundred percent. So I, I give the Packers the edge and I, I feel like they'll probably win by uh, at least 10 in this uh, particular matchup, just because they're unfortunately uh, the, the tough thing about uh, situations like this is just, it's unfair, um, but you still got to play and the Packers aren't going to show them any sympathy uh, for the injuries that they have. So, uh, they're they're gonna throw the kitchen sink at them because to me this is probably their last best shot at uh, getting to a Super Bowl, especially with uh, with Aaron Rodgers because uh, I doubt that he's staying past this year. So this, this is all or nothing. It's Super Bowl or, or Supreme Bust. So Packers got to be about business and and they need to dispatch the Forty ers if they struggle. 
if they have a hard time, I think is really, really uh, going to be uh, spell trouble for them, even if they win against the next team that they'll have to play, whether whether that be the Rams or the Bucks. Uh, but I'm going Packers on this one. Speaking of the Rams and the Bucks, giving this edge to the Rams, I feel like this is a uh, also a uh, the the Rams uh, one of their best chances. Even though they're probably a younger team, I feel like this is. But this is a uh, one of their best chances to actually get to the Super Bowl again and actually win it this time. And so they, but they have to be on their game. They got to be about business. Uh, they're they're on the road against the Bucks, but the Bucks are hurt. The uh, Bucks are hampered. Uh, they're they're not. You know they they've got some deficiencies, um, especially from an offensive standpoint. It's like they were still able to put up points against the Eagles, but they're limited in in what they can do based on their losses. So, and and defensively, the Buccaneers are not sound so you can score on them you can make it interesting i don't think the rams will have issues scoring um because the bucks don't really cover well um i think they're okay with stopping the run but passing wise they're like swiss cheese <laughs> a lot of holes in that in that uh that pass defense so the rams really need to exploit that you got to got to go to odell you got to go cooper cup um, they really got to uh, attack those deficiencies and run the ball. They got a pretty pretty good two prong running attack. The Buccaneers had that. Well, they had Leonard Fournette, but I doubt Fournette's going to play. So it's going to be up to Tom Brady. If the Buccaneers win this, I'll be surprised. But I don't I don't expect them to win. I actually expect the Bucks to probably lose by fourteen uh, to the Rams, and because again, this is. There's more on the line for Stafford. Stafford's got to prove that there are no that that he's not limited. He's got to prove that he can break past his ceiling, that he can surpass his history. Um, Tom Brady, if he goes out in the divisional round, I mean, no nobody's gonna fault Tom Brady for it. He's he's got more rings than everybody. Is 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 not gonna be a big deal. Is is not gonna going to uh his legacy is not on the line <laughs> as it relates to uh whether he wins you know uh, another super bowl or gets to another super bowl or you know wins this playoff because he he's pretty solidified as the uh, probably the greatest quarterback not just of this generation but arguably of all time so you 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 it's not going to matter much, but I, the Rams, I expect them to win. And I actually think that the Rams need to win um, because one, they're the, they're the healthier team. And when you look at it, they're slightly better just overall. So that's my pick there. And finally, I think the, probably the, the most, the most important matchup, I feel of the uh, of the playoffs is Bills Chiefs, uh, mainly because one of these two AFC teams is going to the Super Bowl. I don't think whoever wins uh, the Titans or the Bengals can beat them, and it's just it's a pick your poison. So it's going to be for the Bills. It's going to be about trying to figure out a way to 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 uh, to neutralize the speed of the chiefs passing attack um, and, and stand up to their, to their, I feel like their revitalized running game. Um, and for the, for the bills, well, for the chiefs is going to be figuring out a way to, to ground Josh Allen and make and, and take away his run options. So he has to stay back in the pocket and, and cover well. Um, I feel like from a running perspective, the Bills aren't as strong, um, but it's going to be about the about neutralizing that passing game and making sure that Josh Allen doesn't hurt you with his feet. Because if they allow big chunks of runs by Josh Allen, it's going to be tough to contain anything else that he does. And so uh, the Chiefs don't have a great defense. I mean, I feel like they're they're one of the worst defenses in the league. And so Bills are going to score on them. But with the Bills, the Chiefs can score on them 
as well. The Chiefs can score on any team that they want to score on. Uh, so <laughs> no no team really stands a chance. When, when the Chiefs want to want to play like apex football, you're not keeping you're, – you're not stopping that offense. But – the Bills, if they have a if they have a shot at winning this game, they're gonna have to match them score for score. Every possession matters. I feel like if, if the Bills punt one or two more, t- like if the Bills punt punt more than twice, they're in trouble. They can't afford a turnover. If they throw a pick, you know the Chiefs are gonna use that momentum. If they fumble, you know the Chiefs are gonna use that momentum. If if it's if they get a bad penalty on third down, which kills or driving, they have to go three and out. Chiefs are gonna capitalize on that. So basically, I'm, I'm the Bills can't punt more than once, and they have to make sure that every possession matters uh, because the Chiefs are that potent. They can score whenever they want to, and you don't want to give them extra opportunities. And if also if you're the Bills, one thing that they do really well, especially when it comes to using Josh Allen and um, their kind of hybrid run run pass attack, they use up a lot of uh, a lot of time of possession. So that that's another thing that they're gonna want to have to be keen about is controlling time of possession. Make sure that the Chiefs don't get a lot of of opportunities with the ball in their hand, they can do that. They can minimize the chances of the Chiefs just exploding all over them. But it's going to be a matchup. That's the one that, uh, you know, I'm going to pop some popcorn for. <laughs> so, uh, and it, it, I think everybody's going to be watching that one. That's probably going to be one of the uh, most highest watched games uh, this year, because again, there's so much on the line. One of these two teams is going to the Super Bowl and potentially winning it. Uh, so, and if the Bills win, then it'll kind of be a change of the guard in a sense, and they'll be and they would have gotten over a huge hump. If the Chiefs win, and uh, they go into the Super Bowl. If they win the Super Bowl, we're talking about them in dynasty aspects of things. Um, at least the the conversation is is going to be enhanced as it relates to a dynasty. Probably not quite a dynasty, but they're, they're going to, the conversation is going to be enhanced to that because of the nucleus that they have and that, and that nucleus is consistent. So those are the picks for the divisional round. If you feel the same, if you feel different, uh, you know, send me a tweet, uh, post it, you know, send, send me a response on the, on the, uh, the, the questionnaire that I'm going to put in on, uh, Spotify and enjoy the games. Uh, next time we do DLS central, I'll do, I'll add a little bit of an NBA check-in, uh, really kind of want this to focus on more NFL heavy, uh, but we'll, we'll do an NF, uh, NBA check-in on the next go round. And so until then, thank you for listening. Love you. Appreciate you. Keep God first in your life. Peace.